Welcome back to Paper Keg, a very special episode, Paper Keg Nights, where we only talk about mature rated adult comic books. That right there is the voice of the nicest man you will ever meet. He can hold a grudge as long as Jonesy Love Beer can hold his Long Islands. <laughs> He's Slim, and this is episode 202 of the Paper Keg Podcast. Oh, man. What a show. And uh, after the book club, we'll read your letters to close out the show. Lambasted right there. I was. That is the voice of my lovely wife at Nimidity making her grand return to the podcast. Welcome. Epic. Thank you. Jonesy Loves Beer is, I don't know what, he's in some kind of Mason uh, walkabout. Nobody knows what he's doing. He's in Chicago. Dale, do you have any insight as to where Jonesy Loves Beer is right now? Uh, no, last I assumed that uh, everything of his personal belongings was collected at the door. I'm sure he can only speak when the uh, speaking stick is in his hands. Otherwise, he is to remain silent in the sweat lodge, the two-week yeah. sweat lodge. Uh, Dale underscore A, you're known as Silver Fox, wherever you go. Everyone calls you that. Mm-hmm. You're the VP of merch at Paper Keg. You're in charge of shirt production. You're in charge of our Facebook page. It's really zipping along lately. Uh, you're in charge of the of the Tumblr announcement posts. All the likes coming in are thanks to you, in large part. Yeah, and big shout out to Spoopy Yardsard for uh, being the uh, the first <laughs> like on our show announcement post for Paper Cake Nights. I mean, he's just been there with us the whole way. I feel. Yeah, yeah. he's a big part of the show. He or she. Or however they decide to, you know, determine themselves. Right. There's, I won't judge. They're not really boundaries or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going down that <laughs> hole. I'll get in trouble. I'm putting you in an odd spot, Dale. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so, at Amenity, my lovely wife, Amanda, if I may. I guess. You're back on the show. We do a hit podcast together. It's tearing up the charts. I show you the numbers. It's called Tech Smoke. Uh, but you're here to talk about comics. I am. You're you're a big comic fan. You probably read more now than all of us put together. Uh, in the past few months, that is probably very true. Do you keep a tally? Is it the Pinterest count, or do you keep like a list, a uh, HTML file? Uh, I Goodreads. I uh, put everything on Goodreads. Okay. Well, interesting. Yeah, so you can follow me there, be friends with me, or whatever that stuff is, <laughs> and uh, see what I'm reading. Uh, the book club this episode, Sex Crims, Sex Criminals. Uh, I think we read the big, hard Sex Criminal Edition. Is that the official title? I believe so. Yes, the big rocket. Amanda's blowing up. Big rocket in my pocket version. <laughs> <laughs> so the Paper Keg Night started where we decided to only do a book club that was adult-themed, very mature, Lots of, you know, uh, fornicating, maybe, swear words. A lot uh, of 
Labes. You, yeah. A lot you, of Ds. A lot of letters flying around. A lot of Labes and Ds. Mm-hmm. What it comes down to. Horse Cs, possibly, sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's pretty much anything can happen. Anything yeah. goes. Anything yeah, goes. I remember we did, um, what's the one Chaken book we did? Actually, we did two of them. Mm. The uh, Black, Kiss. Black Kiss. Black Kiss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of spunk flying around <laughs> on the HD pages as I was reading that in the airport prepping for that episode. One of the best episodes we've ever done, I think. You just, uh, you just start singing. You know, something's going to give. Something's going to break out loud to kind of distract <laughs> the airport patrons from, you know. <laughs> Dare I say, this is one of the, t- this might be one of the tamer right. paper keg nights, but I that doesn't mean we're not going to go places tonight, folks. This is still sure. TVMA. If you, I think if, you're li- the- it, if you go by the lab per page rate mm-hmm. of certain <laughs> issues, I think this one might top it a little bit, especially the, the gyno page. We'll get it. We'll get into that. Sure, yeah. And then after after the show, we'll talk about, uh, I don't know if Dale had time to read some other uh, PK Knights books, but I know Amanda did. I actually paged through one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of BDSM action. Oh, man. Me that too. We'll get, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Let's oh, talk, yeah. Let's talk later. <laughs> so, so I don't know who, who wants to give um, the synopsis for Sex Criminals. I know uh, at Nimitity, you you raised your hand this week. And to offer to give the synopsis in Jonesy's stead. I said I, I said that I could. I took notes. Um, I mean, I can never feel, fill Jonesy's shoes, but mm. I can attempt if you'll let me. Uh, yes. Nimitty, okay. I mean, if you if you want <laughs> if you feel up to the challenge, go ahead. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I'll do it. You're not going to symbolically put on two pairs of socks and no. Jonesy's. Uh, Vans or Wolverines? No, while you do it? no, and I uh, I did not dress appropriately mm. either to fill Jonesy's shoes. So mm. yeah, you can, nobody you can see it. Dale, in other words, no, no, no Dale can see it. You're wearing a corset. You're wearing stiletto <laughs> heels. <laughs> you went all out. It's amazing. I tell you, lucky man. <laughs> all right, so sex crims, as the kids are calling it nowadays. Uh, it opens with a young adolescent Susie. Uh, we learn right away that her father was murdered when she was a little girl, and her relationship with her mother becomes very strained. Uh, her mom is drinking all the time and crying all the time. They don't really speak anymore. Uh, so in an attempt to shut out the noise of her sobbing mother, Susie retreats to the bath uh, where she would sink under the water. Uh, think uh, Marge at Rancho Relaxo. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, Accident. I, we should have talked previously about what words I can say and cannot say in preparation. You know, for this. I think we all know. You know. Okay. Okay. So she accidentally has the big O in the bathtub. Mm. She uh, she's young. She kind of understands what happens, but she doesn't really understand why the world around her literally stopped. Time stopped. She sees colors. It's kind of weird. Um, so she does lots of research. She starts out at school with the slutty girls. Uh, she asks her uh, her girly doctor. She asks her mom, but she's kind of made fun of, talked down to, or just felt awful. So she starts her own research, and she ends up in the library, um, and she kind of like falls in love with the idea of the library altogether. So we fast forward a bit. 
and uh, the time-stopping orgasms are a regular thing to her. She's got her own library as an adult, uh, but the bank is foreclosing on it. So she hosts a Save the Library party where we meet John. And uh, later on, we find out that John has the same time-stopping orgasm abilities. And his D-glows, which is pretty Mm. awesome. So using their abilities, they decide to have sex, stop time, and rob banks. Can I say that word? Is that allowed? Okay. I don't don't know. (laughs) We'll check check the the interns and uh, standards and practices. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, they get caught by the sex police. They have to kind of hide under the radar for a bit. Uh, but they decide to go ahead and get cre- uh, get back at the sex police. Uh, John breaks into the home of Kegelface, and uh, <laughs> which is a great, great scene with dildos. Um, but things go south, and the library ends up getting demolished anyway because of John. So they find some files of other people with the same abilities that they have. And uh, they decide to gather as many people as they can to get back at the sex police. Sex criminals. Including one Jasmine Sate Cocaine, the the porn star idol of a young John Johnson. Mm. Inarguably my favorite character. She's a sex ghost. (laughs) 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 So Dale, you are apprehensive about delving into the sex criminal universe you were drowning in reverse hype yeah everyone was just jaying oh about this book and throwing it in your face yeah i mean so you said no, i don't want any part of this i didn't i didn't I, I didn't need it you know what i mean it's just like they're slinging all this goop around and it's like i'm just <laughs> i'm like trying to hide behind whatever other comic i can in the comic shop because i i i I wouldn't at the time I wouldn't even have used it as a as an umbrella a goop umbrella you know <laughs> and hey, here's the thing to anybody listening out there you know I you know I'm just a guy and I'm like reading comics and the the big when sex criminals first came out the big selling point I guess to me was you know, uh, somebody would uh, essentially throw the book in your hands and say, "Hey, do you, uh, uh, you do you brimp? Are you a brimper? You know, uh, you, you don't know what that is. Oh, well, then you should read this book because it's all about these two characters who uh, they have sex and they stop time, but it's hilarious. <laughs> and you find out, and uh, you know, until then, you can't wear this brimper shirt and yada yada yada. And it's it's almost like I'm not above that by any means, but. I just, I don't know. I feel like that sales pitch wasn't working on me. Hmm. Um, I want to be. I want to be in the area when someone walks up to Dale underscore in a comic book shop and asks him if he brimps. <laughs> I want to oh. be in that moment. Oh yeah, you should see like my trying to feign interest face, like roll, like looking. At, oh yeah, it's a, is that what this book is? And I just swipe it off the shelf and get it out of my face. So I could buy my Marvel <laughs> comics. Um, so you know, I went in with an open mind because it's for paper keg, but I wasn't spent. I wasn't budgeting money monthly for this, you know. Mm-hmm. But as maybe you'll see here, 
<laughs> the big hardcover he has wow. thrown in the camera's eye. Right. Uh, this is my new Goop umbrella. <laughs> and admittedly, after the first two or three issues, I stopped kind of hearing about the... the uh, st- I stopped hearing the sales pitches and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I absolutely loved this book. Absolutely loved it. I feel like... I feel like it's this is really like a clicky kind of group. Like it's kind like there's a there's like clubs for like brimpers where they have like membership cards and stuff like that. And uh, I f- I feel like maybe this was for people like me that kind of felt outcasted with the Marvel and DC stuff. Like I'm not a superhero person, but this I could get on board with. It was new. It had just started. And mm-hmm. like yeah, we like comics. We're cool. Brimpers for life. <laughs> yeah, know, which that's what I felt. Which is like, which is still a subculture that I will never give into. Uh, I will like this book now. This will be uh, uh, something I recommend, but I still won't be a card carrying member of uh, mm-hmm. Brimpers USA, which is just you know the subdivision of Brimper International. Like I still, I still. <laughs> maybe won't. we need to explain. We, I think maybe we need to explain what brimping even is. I think Dale should explain what brimping is. So when Susie is in uh, middle school and she goes to the uh, the school W H O R E and she needs sex. <laughs> they were the slutty girls. Yeah, there was the slutty girls at the slutty club, and uh, they go, and it's a completely hilarious segment where. She's trying to get expertise from this this girl, uh, Rachel, and basically, instead of finding out really what sex is, you find out that this Rachel girl in ninth grade has been exposed to the most outrageous sexual acts, at least her brain has, her, no- her knowledge of the most hilarious sequence of illustrations where she is basically using Sharpie marker on a, a, latrine, a lavatory wall. <laughs> to kind of uh, doodle out these sexual positions. And a brimper, I believe, is when a, uh, a the woman sits in front of the man and they're both facing the same direction. And he pulls her long hair up to about his chest and he just sticks himself through the, ha- the a part in the hair. Yes. And I'm correct. not sure yeah, there's, lo- there's anything else to brimping other than that. That's, that's it. We're looking at the pictures now. Yeah. There's, a blo- there's blooping, swaffling. Shrimping, reverse, reverse cowgirl, the Dutch microwave, three-second rule taco, <laughs> quisping, E.T., the sex move, the fleshy light switch, <laughs> the chocolate McKitten, <laughs> uh, queeps, which involves a gun, <laughs> twerging, auto-erotic twerging, brimping, <laughs> The candle in the wind, you know, for Lady Di. The user agreement. <laughs> the user agreement is probably my favorite one. Yeah. Oh boy, you gotta yeah. you gotta get the book to get the more yeah. more details in that. So I know I we're we're totally yucking up the brimping segment of the book right now, but overall, this book is so much more than that. Now and now I know. It's like other than the the clear like sexual aspects to the book, it is written like a great like John Cusack rom com. It's like high fidelity or serendipity. Like 
and and that's they're the movies that come to mind. There's probably a, a lot more or better ones, but I like those for I love those those particular John Cusack romantic comedies. It's written in such a way where Susie and John like just they have this personality that intertwines with each other and their dialogue back and forth. It's like Kevin Williamson dialogue where I don't know. This is spellbinding the their conversations that they have, their honesty with each other, and this might be the sales pitch that you never hear, but it's it's just it's kind of like a beautiful story. I feel like, in a way, I think maybe Matt Fraction's even working through some stuff like therapeutically, and maybe he's kind of working through that in his mind and just putting that into the story as well. I kind of got vibes where there's like, there's some serious issues intertwined with this uh, very, very hilarious book and it just works on so many levels. I can see why it's the Eisner award winner and the Harvey award winner and all that. But the, but the hilarity is remains consistent. It's, it's a hilarious book. The visual comedy, thanks to Chip Zdarsky's details in the uh, mm. the porn shops and stuff like that are just oh sec- I mean they're beautifully beautifully chuckle out loud going know. through and reading this a second time like straight through and catching all those little things that you missed before like chip's face is plastered all over that book mm-hmm. and it's hilarious like just yeah. the random posters in the backgrounds and the signs and like there's so much detail that you just miss the first time you read this book yeah the bonus stuff of him talking about like how he does a page and it kind of like explained how like they credit a color i think two color flatters in the book and he talks about how he sets up a page and then he sends it to a color flatter to kind of block out all the sections that are different colors so he can go in and do it like faster like actual colors and then he has like feels like ten pages of in jokes. He's like, here's all the in jokes that I put in the background, and yeah. like here's all the fake covers for books that I made. Here's all the stupid shirts, and there was a lot. There was like, it felt like I swiped and I read ten pages of his in jokes and his explanations. It was amazing. But I remember I stopped reading Sex Criminals after maybe issue four, where the like they they get together and then they decide to rob the bank and then she walks in on him like during the prep phase where he's taking a poop <laughs> in his boss's like fern plant and she's like stunned by it and i remember being turned off because she was more stunned and taken aback by that than this kegel woman who's also a uh sex time stopper and she warns them, like, that day, like, stop what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then she disappears. And she was more worried about him taking a crap in this fern plant than this <laughs> woman that is like could destroy everything. Yeah. And that was like, I don't, I don't get that. But it... it well, go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, like, it... That started the... I, it was just hilarious how he would do it. And before she brought up as an issue, he did it and you would just laugh because, like, wow, this guy's... <laughs> I would, you know, you could get away with the same thing, but it turns into this huge, like, psychosis he has. Like, he has problems that he's legitimately working through, and he's trying, he tried um, medication, and he went, he took, he purposely went off of it, and it, like, opens up this whole door of, 
like legit issues he has but it starts with this hilarious segment where he's pooping in plants and she she i wouldn't have expected her to react like that in the story but i guess it's the vehicle or the uh, uh the reaction needed to move the story along into that more serious path but yeah because the second half maybe not the second half or maybe the third the second third of it becomes his book where he they like kind of they don't get caught uh like the revenge of this woman doesn't happen quite yet and he decides to go on medication and the book i thought was fantastic in that in that second third where it's like his story and then he goes to therapy and his sex drive is like done because he's on the medication and then you know everything changes between the two of them even though the library is kind of pseudo saved and then it changes again mm-hmm. uh, after when the library is destroyed and i f- like in the when i first started reading it i'm like no i mean this is just appealing to everybody nowadays right it's this sexual it's this book about sexual openness and they're trying to save a library like this is just going to have people like scream from the rooftops about this book because you're just going to hook so many young not young people i don't know what i don't know the term i'm looking for but they're trying to save people a library like this sexually is, active hipsters yeah, yeah exactly like <laughs> they're, they're they're funding a lot they're robbing a bank you know sticking it to the man to save their library it's just like this 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 is is like a super hook but mm-hmm. but it ends up being just so much more than that by the second volume it's so thick with just everything else and the the choices made went like the choices made from the very beginning Susie's breaking the fourth wall narrating the story it's very cinematic in a way you could picture this being in a movie how there's this member uh, that's there's this cast member speaking to the audience during the scenes where this dialogue between a uh, between two characters are taking place and then it totally switches over to John's point of view like which you didn't know he could even talk to the the audience but he does and then there's the, the artistic choice of him like being all gray with with like oh, I love that. Yeah, with him visually like being a Ken doll, he doesn't have his penis anymore because and then the he, the medication just totally just removed that live his livelihood chemically but the the artistic choice is just like it works. It works so well. And it you kind of you really feel for this guy and luckily it doesn't stay in that he doesn't stay in that spot. He starts talking to a therapist, you know, eating fried chicken at the mall food court and it just goes a different pla- place and the and Kegel face and his her sex police is like a really cool dynamic because you find out that she's just like a a, mo- a soccer mom but she has these abilities too along with a a, a creepo bus driver and this ultra rich Big Hero Six looking, you know, kabuki mask wearing. Like they're the sex police, but they're not police. You don't know what their motivation is or why they're even patrolling or or trying to um, run these time travelers in in their orderly fashion. Like it's just funny how I just picture them being like a, a neighborhood watch. Of people who just who who think they have some sort of authority over other people 
but maybe they really don't. It's just they've been researching it the longest. That part of me, I I just love to know where the story goes after that because it's that that's so appealing. Like they have no right to, I, I, as far as I as far as we know now, at by the end of this book, they have no right to interfere in any anybody else's lives. They're not positions of authority or anything like that. But that whole angle is just fascinating to me. So were your right, top t- top. <laughs> I could edit that and just make that the whole episode, uh, Dale, sex criminals. <laughs> Dale's thoughts on sex criminals. So this was the second time that you read it, Amanda. Yeah. That's, this is one of the books that I do read monthly. Mm-hmm. What issue are they up to? Uh, that I don't know off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So like 10 or? I'm not sure. How, did, how does this rank in your, uh, in your top books? Oh, no, I can't. I can't have like a top number like you do Mm -hmm. but i definitely go by like a star rating this is definitely one of my five stars nine stars oh out of five five stars nine out of five five stars out of five (laughs) star rating is a good system to have definitely yeah and goodreads got me on that so anything with a five star i actually buy the uh actual book to hold in my hand so what were the um what were some of the scenes that you maybe screenshotted or mentally screenshotted let's see I definitely uh, screenshotted the Susie talking to Rachel in the stall about um, all the positions because mm-hmm. that was, I mean, I, I've read that page like five times over and I'm pretty sure I had tears running down my face. <laughs> um, another, the other one is when um, Susie decides to tell Rachel about her abilities oh, yeah. in, <laughs> in the, the coffee place. And she's like, look, I have this like weird thing that happens to me. And she's explaining. And then there's just like 10 panels of like them staring at each other. And Rachel's just kind of making all these like crazy faces like she's about to talk, but she doesn't really know what to say. And then she just comes out with one time I... I don't even know if I can you, say this. Yeah, but we should just give in and maybe make this one explicit she one. She says know. her response is, one time I just queefed so hard <laughs> that the whole blanket moved. And she's like, typed out was amazing. Yeah, that was good. So good. She was like, yeah, those are definitely my top two. What did you? What did you? What else? Uh, or go ahead. Your I interrupted uh, you. I'm trying to think. There, there were just so many things that you can relate to with both John and Susie. Like, like oh gosh, when she starts the birth control pills, and she's like, <laughs> she's like comparing herself to like Hulk. Um, <laughs> that was pretty fantastic. Because I mean, obviously, you guys don't understand that, but well, we get it. Oh, we do you? It. Do you oh, get yeah, it? Totally, well, I don't totally. know. I mean. Yeah. I I know when it's happening. Do you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? You should bonify that voice to sound like a like a demon during the recording. (laughs) Right, right. There were so Um, many screenshots I wanted to take too and Oh gosh. And when John gets hit in the face with a dildo when he's fighting that that's uh Mm -hmm. sex police guy, the bus driver. Dildo the face. Who doesn't love that? (laughs) And like the Time stoppage aside, John's journey as a young kid was totally relatable as far as like... Oh, gosh. Is is porn in the woods a real thing? I've never experienced it, but I've heard about it. Yes. I, I feel like Dale, yeah, I have, Dale has porn in his woods. He's like, yes, absolutely. It's, it is, They're in my backyard right now. That's what right I'm now. doing after this episode. <laughs> I mean, 
I've I didn't live near woods as a kid, but I yeah, they're they're yes, I would say it's a real thing. I mean, <laughs> maybe if you don't find any in the woods, maybe you're stealing them from the booksmith in the mall when you're a young kid. Right. I'm just maybe saying. Maybe next PK meetup, Dale's Woods, we'll see what we can find <laughs> right, under some at rocks. Dale's Woods. You and you find we'll find a B Dalton in a mall somewhere and I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> I think I think the best or my favorite scene from his backstory, he goes back into his childhood several times and talks about, you know, events that shaped his life. But there was one where he was heartbroken by this girl who he was going out with, and then they were supposed to go see a movie, and he catches her uh, getting... Um, Ard. Getting lollipopped uh, <laughs> in a car. <laughs> And which was simultaneously like the funniest and saddest because the way Zadarsky drew oh the dude, <laughs> <laughs> like his rear end was up against the glass of the. You the, saw of A, the, you, you saw, saw G, you saw B, you yeah, saw yeah. D, you saw it all. It was amazing, but his his feelings that he described after that were just so on point. He, yes, he she like became she did this adult thing without him, and it made him feel like a child in that moment and he like wasn't he wasn't upset that she was cheating but it was because she was doing this adult thing and it emasculated demasculated i don't know what what adverb or whatever needs to go there but he it, he think i think he explained that so well and any guy could relate to that and i, it I related him. to that too i mean you ever walk up to a dude <laughs> and seeing his 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 whole body of work <laughs> up against the car window <laughs> I meant the feeling like a child part. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> but then, yeah. Yeah. by that same token, he went to go see uh, this universe's version of Shrek, which I think was called Shrock, <laughs> Shrek, <yeah. laughs> which was hilarious. Yeah, and then, like, the, he finds himself doing the same thing as an adult, and he runs into the movie, and it's Shrock who forded, and it's like F-O-U-R, <laughs> like, the fourth Shrock movie. <laughs> Who forded? Yeah, it, it's the 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 visual comedy and the the stuff where it's especially the stuff where they're growing up. But there's this comedic angle to this, like these very awkward, painful stuff. Like it it gets into these very awkward and painful moments in a teenager's life, and it's just like the Jasmine Saint Cocaine is like forever his unicorn because that's what he stumbled upon as a kid. And I think there's, there's like some legitimate stuff there. And obviously I think Matt Fraction thinks that too, because he wrote it into John's like, but it's probably true for every guy. Like there might, there might be one. I'm just saying we're all kids. We're all teenagers, (laughs) young kids. So there might all be this one person that, you know, that what would that, what would that (laughs) woman's name be in this universe? If you had to just guess at a name. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're all friends here. This is just a close-knit group of friends I'm on the chatting, edge of my seat. Well, having fun. I'm, I, geez. I'm embarrassed. I'm a little embarrassed by it now because she's a big, uh, just say she's a big anti-vaxxer. Oh, um, God. So, but Jenny, I didn't know it at the time. Jenny. Yeah. I didn't know it at the time, so, yes. Wow. You're probably printing out photos of her, taking them into the woods, the underscore woods, putting them <laughs> under a rock. 
for maybe for, for some later. other kid to stumble across. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're paying it forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I uh, I thought that the second trade, I don't know what it was. It felt like it wasn't timed very well. I felt like it ended on a weird issue where it wasn't like a big cliffhanger. I kind of even don't remember where it ended. It was like where uh, I think where they're all together. The in the jet- hotel rooms, yeah, with St. Jasmine, and they all decide to... Um, finish off together yeah mm-hmm. separately but in separate rooms to see if they can like join up and like fight the sex police yeah and then and then um and i then, wonder how long until it becomes a conflict that he just wants to plow jasmine st Clair. no yeah no, no. that's what no. i was thinking in that issue i was i, mean, com- I was, was thinking that awkward. too I was thinking that too when he was on top of uh, Susie in the hotel room knowing that Jasmine St. Cocaine is in the next room getting ready to blow yeah. her load like that's got to <laughs> be working on his mind big time <laughs> right yeah because he was that he was he was like not paying attention while they were explaining yep. how this is going to work yep. in her room and she's setting up this saddle apparatus that you know has been on the Howard Stern show he several was times, probably sidetracked. But I don't know. Yeah, he was like, he was like, he was moments away from, from saying, yeah, he was moments away from saying, why don't we just have a three way? Yes, he <laughs> was. He yes, was trying he to was. Say. <laughs> and, he, and I mean, there's no, there's no good time or right time <laughs> no. for that line to come. No, no, out. no. It was because he wanted to say that he loved Susie. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh okay. yes, I knew it. Oh, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, but maybe let's have a threesome anyway. I still think. I mean, yeah, that's whatever. But no, he was definitely distracted because he wanted to tell Susie that he loved her. Hmm. Because if if ever there was a time, you know, if somebody had a list, spouses, if a spouse had a list, there's no better, there is no better chance than him and Jasmine St. Cocaine. Yeah. I mean, when are you ever going to have an opportunity like that to just suggest? (laughs) Susie was pretty cool with it in the beginning. I mean, he talked very freely about his obsession with her, and I feel like she might have been like, yeah, all right, let's do it. She totally would have been into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) Mrs. Beef's ears just rattled. She doesn't know why, but it was like an angel just got its wings. A bell went off in their house. Shut up. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was wrong before when I, when I was soured on the, the pooing in the, the fern branch. I remember scene. that conversation, you coming home. I was like, oh, did you read the new sex criminals? And you were like, no, he was like taking an S in a pot. Like what's going on with that? Yeah. I was annoyed that she was annoyed at it more so than the possibility that a time stopper is onto them. Like a time cop is after you. I'd be more worried about that than him pooping. But I thought it led into the story pretty well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm interested. I'm still interested to see what happens. I feel like I haven't heard about sex criminals in a while. Maybe it's on a hiatus. I feel the same uh, way. Yeah, it's been a while since the last issue came out. Because Zdarsky's writing like two books now. Oh yeah. He's, Anything he touches now, I'm gonna read. I feel like he's still growing as a writer. I don't uh, care. I'm okay with that. But there's still like there's still one moment or two that just makes up for the any kind of writing fa- like. Uh, faltering that i see like the second issue of howard the duck or the third issue don't point out something that is going to bother me like you did snyder no no i'm okay. saying what i love <laughs> oh okay all right because every issue it involves of batman spider- snyder <laughs> <laughs> because it involves spider-man again like okay, i want yeah. i want chip sadarsky just to write a howard the duck and spider-man book making fun of Spider-Man because he makes fun of spider-man <laughs> the way i make fun of spider-man because he's just, yeah you know anywho 
And and then what, he just started that Capitara. Is that what he's doing too? Yeah. Yeah. Have you read that? I about that one. I did. I, I tried to read the first issue. I didn't finish it yet. I mean, it wasn't like really captivating, but I mean, it's a good first issue. I think I'm going to read on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's like the funniest guy on he the He held internet. his own comic convention. The, yeah. The Zdarsky convention, whatever that yeah. was. I would have gone to that. Would you have? What if Jasmine St. Cocaine was also there? Let's, let's make it a threesome. Oh, my word. Oh my God. I liked her story, too, about how... Um, mm how she decided to become a stripper when I just, just like the way that it was worded, like she was working in this fast food joint, bringing home like 200 bucks a week. And she went to a strip club and that woman made that, that one night. She's yeah. like, get paid. Plus she worked so hard to go to, to go to college and her dad wouldn't pay for the yeah. financial aid at do. least. And then she's like, well, I guess I'm stuck here. Yeah. She fun. made the most of it. Oh yeah, yeah she did. Good she got her. like seven so, degrees and, Many more D's. Oh, yeah. She still looks great. She looks fantastic. She really does. I mean, hot for teacher, right? <laughs> she's, a, uh, she's a professor now. She has tenure at college. Good for her. Gosh. You know, never give up, kids. Her or old, adults, uh, really. The old, the old uh, sun-bleached porn mag still in the woods. Tributes. <laughs> nice tributes to her. Sun, sun-bleached Jenny McCarthy uh, dot matrix page under a print, under a rock. Maybe the ones where she's sitting on Santa Claus's lap, and you're printing <laughs> down on a you're printing down on a bubble jet printer back in the day. <laughs> oh is there, God, we're is there make one, Would there be one for you, Slim? Me? Just oh uh, boy, Amanda. No. Jack White shirtless on a beach. I, oh I was and still am a huge Jack White fan. Jack White. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that, Dale? I love Jack you White. Find him physic, you find him physically attractive? Dale does love Jack White. We talked about it. Yeah. We gushed over him at uh, after the farts wedding. <laughs> what? After farts wedding. Farts? Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about <laughs> fart sweating. <laughs> That's why I made that face. I don't know what the heck War you guys farts? are getting into. <laughs> War farts? <laughs> Uh, yeah. But I don't know if I brought this up on the show. Did I brought, bring up the texting on the show yet about how Dale texted me earlier no. and I was responding? No, you did not. And then I was chatting with him and I didn't realize that you were also in on the Google Hangout chat. Mm. So I was like, well, mm-hmm. you know, close call. Show thread, thread. Oh my gosh. Could have been bad news bears. Mm-hmm. You'll slip one time. Oh my word. Let's get back to who your your fantasy woman was. Carmen Electra was really at the top of my list oh, when boy. I was growing up. She was hot back then. Oh, um, big she's, deal. She's still pretty hot. Was she this was still alive? She is. Yes. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Was this before she had posed, or was this like I can't remember her her you know trajectory to stardom? Like I think she was hot but clothed for a long time, and then right she posed. I don't. I don't remember. My, my that that era is a blur, <laughs> you know. She's still alive. She's got to be. She can't be that old. No, she I can't just, be that. I, I've not heard of her doing anything. Okay, she made her money. She's probably right. s- well. You are right getting now. super defensive right now on behalf of Karma Electric. Good. You know, Freaking she needs out. someone to defend her honor. Good. Great. Let's go see what she's doing right now. No. Let's call her up. I, I'm googling her right now. I'm gonna be honest with you. Do it. Maybe she wants to come to Baltimore Comic Con. Oh, geez. Sleep on your yacht with you guys? <laughs> oh, you guys doing a yacht this year? Is that happening? 
what's the story with that? Yeah, you're Dale. Dale, we're still looking for a hotel for Baltimore Comic Con, mm-hmm. and you're looking up Airbnbs <laughs> with yachts. I, let me tell you, Air, <laughs> I, I'm looking up. I'm on the Airbnb app, and in pops these yachts. Like you could just sleep on the yacht, and I thought that was amazing. That's like six hundred bucks. What's that running? Oh my god! What's the yeah. cheapest Airbnb that you found? Can you um, disclose that number for Full House? It's not cheap. Oh my god! It's full well, house? it's like two forty five. Isn't, like isn't there like an apartment or that or like a room or something? Well, I found a room for forty a night. We could do that. It's Holy like cow! We're, we're in hostile territory. Then <laughs> I saw something like that. It Jones, was like a dorm, like a twelve s- dorm, twelve women dorm, and a twelve men. I talked about Mrs. Beef ears tingling. Jensie just crapped his pants <laughs> at the yes. thought of us going to an Airbnb hostel for Baltimore Comic Con. <laughs> oh. He'd ask the Uber driver if he could stay he'd, at his house. Yeah, he'd sleep in the Uber car. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he would. He'd, 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 be, just he'd say, probably keep the uh, electrical running. tape buck knives under his wrists like uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, we, we have to get that hotel soon, I think. Yeah, we're going to get it. I was looking I mean, at... No. Um, yeah. I'm going to get it. <laughs> you, what were you about to say, Carmen? You, you pull up a Carmen Electra wiki she right now? She was uh, born in 1972, so... <sighs> Godly. She's what, 43? 43, 44. She she probably looks dynamite. She was, uh, last last I saw her in was what, Scary Movie 4? (laughs) She was in the uh, Village parody. She was, I mean, she was, she had it going on, let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Should we get into the letters? Is that our final word on uh, sex, sex crims? Can yes, absolutely. My other favorite uh, page. Yeah, you, we need to do a go through your oh, notes. Yeah. You took Please. detailed notes. Me? No, I my notes were for the synopsis. Uh, okay. Um, but my other favorite part was when Susie went to the gynecologist, and it was that uh, that dude, and he mm-hmm. was like going over her birth control options, and like in her mind, he was like stripping and like yeah, posing, and like that was amazing, amazing. Which, which I really loved because it came back full circle because he was an old friend of John's, Robert Rainbow. Yes. And he was supposed to be the fourth member of KISS, <laughs> Cat the Catman. Man. <laughs> and he never showed up for Halloween, so it all tied back. So when Susie, when they all run each other in the street, Susie's like, hey, John, do you know Robert? He's like, F, yes, I know Robert. And he's all, like, all mad because Catman never showed up that night. Oh, God. And he didn't show up because his parents were doing some kind of BDSM thing oh, that he walked was, in on. Yes, yeah. His dad had to have a talk with him with his leather collar on. I thought that, that was actually, I think, a scene that I screenshotted where the dad was getting done up by the wife from behind. <laughs> this episode's not going to get played in the comic book shop anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> Uh, and he had to sit down and talk with his son, and his son, uh, you know, wisdom ahead of his years oh, said, yeah. you know, none of the parents, none of the kids that I'm friends with, parents are together. So whatever mm-hmm. keeps you happy, keep doing it. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, amazing. no kid would really say that, but yeah, sure. That was, that James was is going to say that. Ah, James, James, he's going to walk in on, on us, anything. you know, with Carmen, oh, God. and he's going to be like, you know, you do you, right, guys. Thumbs up. He'll probably give a thumbs up, too, because I know James, too. Oh, yeah. He'll give a thumbs up, a yep. wink, and then he'll be on his way watching YouTube Kids. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> Him and his lady friend. Watching, uh, Teen Titans go together. And that's what they do. <laughs> All right, right. There you have it. Sex criminals. Uh, a must-buy, I, I, I would say. Five stars. There you have it. You get reads. the Dale seal of approval. 
We got your letters I'm gonna open them up Farrington's gonna read them To you Letters at paperkeg.com You shoot us a letter We might read it on there Alright, so first up is uh, Subject thanks From a new listener Hi guys, I only started listening to Paper Keg from episode 198 And just wanted to say How great the podcast is I started going through your archives And having picked up about 30 comics at least 10 Baltimore, Frontier, New Frontier, Chew, Northlanders, etc., entirely off of listening to you boys. As a collector, I seem to spend most of my time buying variants at the moment, rarely justifying picking up a new run or title. Listening to you guys has made me do just that, so thank you. I did start reading Birthright, and I'm thoroughly enjoying that. Are there any new titles slash new franchises you're looking forward to, and if so, what? Thanks very much. And that's Clark from London in England. P.S. Yep. Was named after Superman. Dad opened a comic shop in the late 1980s. Wow. Wow. I wonder if it's still open. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Clark. Clark, what are you doing? Let us know. Uh, Any new titles, new franchises you're looking forward to, guys? Amanda. Captara. (laughs) Howard the Duck. (laughs) No, I'll tell you, I'm really I, looking. Um, for, I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, towards Rebels by Brian Wood. That's about the American Revolution. So I don't know, Clark, if you have any interest in that whatsoever. But I think uh, Tula Lote is doing covers for that. At least I'm not sure if she's doing interiors. Love me some Tula Lote. Oh, I know you do. Why? Because you see me liking her stuff oh, on Instagram. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't even. I like, know who your comic I can't women are. Like all that stuff on Instagram. I know who your comic women are. Sometimes I withhold likes just, oh, be, just, right. because, just because me. I don't want you seeing it. <laughs> you <Yeah>. showed me. <laughs> B-I-T-C-H squad over there. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't have any new series. Bitch Planet. Come on. I, I'm talking about like upcoming ones. Oh, upcoming. Yeah, I don't. Well, no. Nah. I mean, I got Swampy. I'm due for a reread of Fear Agent. It's almost that time again. Mm. But, you know, that Arcadia book sounded pretty good. I heard, I read, I heard about uh, that. Yeah, I want to read that. From Boom, I think, or I don't know. Boom Arcade or know. something. Something like that. Great letter, though. Yeah. Stay tuned to the uh, the podcast. This is where we'll get into the new franchises, new comics. You know, <laughs> if I think of any more, uh, the rest of the show, I'll rattle them off. Next letter. Um, first, hey guys, first off, big congrats to at Mr. Loves Beer on the new baby. Uh, we will pass that along when he, uh, when we're allowed to write him letters because he is unable to, uh, reach out. Obviously He's only, I before. checked, checked his up status today. He's only walked 980 steps. Jeez. That's like to and from the bathroom five <laughs> times and that's it. And then you're sitting down. Yeah. It's probably like him pacing Brutal. his cell a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not gonna lie though, things get crazy with two kids, hashtag ragums. Dale can back me up on this, I'm sure. If you thought you loved beer now, just you wait, my friend. My prediction is we'll start seeing Jonesy tweet his untapped achievement badges for a changing a diaper with one hand while chug- chugging an oatmeal stout on the other. 
Seriously, man, though, it's a whole lot of fun, and I couldn't be happier for you. Uh, that's two out of three hosts with multiple kids now. Slim? Question mark. Uh, <laughs> lastly, I've got a listener lightning round. Convergence Shazam number one by Jeff Parker mm. and Doc Shaner mm-hmm. and America's mm. sweetheart, Jordi Belair. If I knew I wouldn't get some kind of crazy intestinal blockage, I'd put butter and syrup on these pages and eat them for breakfast. They are so good. <laughs> it's a great time to be alive. Mm-hmm. I know I'm uh, I know I'm kind of late, but thanks for 200 episodes. Keep it up. And that's from uh, our friend at Under an Anchor on Twitter, Sean Miller. Amanda, your thoughts on having another child? Absolutely not. Yeah. The we video have precautions the, the put in look, place right now. That's not the, happening. The look on her face is a lot worse than the, what it even sounds like. So. <laughs> Next up, oh, subject: uh, Paper Cake Nights. Hey, mm. keggers. Nice job on the 200th episode, guys. I've been listening since episode one, and I can't believe it's been four years already. I hope I heard wrong and that the lightning round is not getting written out of the script. Also, let's see more Paper Keg Nights episodes. Oh, you are in luck. They are always my favorite. I've had sex criminals sitting in my four-foot-tall to-read pile for months now, and I'm glad I have a great reason to dive in. One last suggestion for your Paper Keg Nights, Bomb Queen. Dirty and wrong in all the right places. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work on the next 200. Number one Jonesy fan, Jake. Jake. <laughs> Number Jake one Jonesy Jones. fan. Jake Jones. Joan <laughs> dash, not Jonesy. This is Jake. <laughs> yeah. I think you read Bomb Queen, right, Amanda, for this episode? No, I did not. Oh, who did? Dale. Uh, yes, oh, I, okay. I've, per this letter, I went ahead and read Bomb Queen. Um, it was... You know, about as uh, about as tame as sexual criminals. Sexual criminals. What? <laughs> what? It's uh, it's uh, so far. It's not uh, you know crossed or satellite Sam levels of. Um, no one is ejacking into their hands and throwing them at anybody as like plague transference. Right. Yeah, and, and that's not turning into uh, some cr- depraved. A little boy calling his mommy the c-word while he tries to cut her up with his little arms. You know, it's it's very. Bomb Queen is about a super villain who has basically run out of um, rivals to her throne. There's no superheroes trying to put her down anymore. She's defeated them all, so she's basically got this town on lockdown. She collects money from them, and she's general just a big, big old d bag to the town. And uh, there's some boobs. Bomb Queen, uh, not per the, from the Bomb Queen per se, but there's a, you know, like, it's like kind of like futuristic a little bit, maybe some Running Man-esque future. Mm. And there's like naked women on uh, soft drink signs saying, uh, you know, I'll sleep with anybody who drinks Glug. And Glug is the name. <laughs> so, but I was, but I was, uh, I was entertained. I think it's an image book. And that was Bomb Queen. And lastly, unless we get another hot one in, is a Dearest Paper Keggers, short-time listener, first-time emailer. I just had to write in and express my gratitude for your show. I felt as though I'd been drowning in a sea of S. When through the fog, a beautiful island appeared. With my last burst of energy and will, I swam towards the island and never went to leave. The sea of S comic book podcasts the 
beautiful island of salvation? Paper keg. I loved comics as a child, and within the past year, I've returned to the medium with a vengeance. I'm lucky to have lifelong friends into my 30s. However, none of them share my enthusiasm for comics. Your show is the greatest escape, an island for a man without a country, surrounded by a sea of S. I have listened through the entire backlog of episodes once, and am on episode 92 of reruns. Hear that? Uh, Namindi, your thoughts on you hurt your husband and his friends creating something that people want to listen to over and over again? Your thoughts, please. I'm not sure if we want to hear the no, answer. No, I, I can't. I I bring him down to earth real quick. If there's one thing home. that mm-hmm. my wife gets aroused at, it's the <laughs> chance to make me feel like absolute crap when I think I've done something <laughs> worthwhile. That is her moment yeah. to shine. <laughs> You know, yeah, I, f- I feel happy about something. I feel happy like, man, this is great. You know, mm-hmm. we made this thing. And, she, you know, and then she just, she defecates on my face, <laughs> metaphorically. So there you have it. That's marriage, folks. Right. Uh, I've seen I've seen Dale's wife do that as well. <laughs> right, it's yeah, so. Very entertaining. To stay on the theme of the episode, <laughs> I almost uh, froze up and pretended as a joke to be frozen here to, as time stopped because, you know. <laughs> Because of Nanny's uh, <laughs> happiness. A uh, couple of questions. Was there a podcast before Paper Keg called the Comics Podcast? Can those episodes be found somewhere? The answer is yes. I actually just went through the archives recently because the iTunes feed is long broken because of the way I used to host these podcasts. But I put it on my website, nerdcast.org. Um, and I'll, maybe I'll make a link in the show notes that I made, I com- I made like a zip file of all Nerdcast podcasts, which was an old tech podcast I did, and the comics podcast episodes that are downloadable. There you have it. There you have it. That was, and, those uh, were the days where I first um, started doing a podcast with Jonesy, and then Dale. Uh, Dale would drive to my house from New Jersey, and they'd sit on my futon. Mm. And you know those are the days. God, yeah. No comment. Okay, nothing. Sometimes the dogs would be with us. Something ready. Mrs. Beef just brought up that one incident when um, the dogs were upstairs and they were just kind of laying down, and something spooked them, and they got up and they started like just going at each other, and they broke your laptop. Yeah, that was a great night. She oh, yeah. I literally terrified happened. of you. Like, she... <laughs> there was pudding in her pants that night. There was. She was scared. Oh, my God. I yeah. remember that. He was so stoically <laughs> quiet. He was just... Yeah. I mean, he was I've seen him mad, try. like, maybe three times, and it's, it's scary. Very scary. <laughs> that was wild. Oh, my God. I remember that. <laughs> also uh next question because didn't it crack your laptop or something your laptop yeah screen? they oh, yeah. cracked the screen yeah. uh, and I, I and the next most important question dale underscore a can i use the start can i use the term stick a mop in that bucket absolutely <laughs> you can uh this is signed your friend uh, dallas thank you dallas for writing in and yes you can absolutely use that phrase please i encourage it spread the word <laughs> I wish we had the foresight to jot down your lines 
that you said on the show <laughs> that were gold. I remember when Amanda first started going back into the archives, you, she started sending me timestamps of certain moments. Yeah, but then you didn't do anything with them, so I stopped. <laughs> right. I, I, took note, I took notes All on right. them. All right. That doesn't mean I'm really going to do right. a whole lot <laughs> with them, but I'd like They're to have that They're archived. Notated. They're notated. Yeah, they've been notated. All right. You know, I've talked about how hard it is to just sit and go through these things and record it. I was trying to help you out. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. You sound like it. (laughs) (laughs) We have any more? That that was the last one? That was the uh, last one. Thank you for the letter, Dallas. Appreciate it. We haven't uh, talked about what Amanda wants to read for the next episode yet. Mm, have you thought about that? I said I would, I would, I would read anything. Then pick it. I'm get, no, I can't just spring that on me. You have time. We usually Every announce week. the the book. Yeah, we us- yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So you have to make a decision before we're done recording tonight. No, that's not how it goes. What if we do Animal Man? Do we do Animal Man before on the show? The old Animal Man. Not that I oh, know. Oh. We should do. It was recommended yeah. to me. I actually did just read it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm throwing suggestions out there. We could do seconds. Could do seconds. I feel like that wouldn't be very long. No, the club wouldn't. would be short. We could do. Uh, oh, we can talk about it in the fireside. Okay. Yeah, we could do the name. Mm. <laughs> I'm down for that. Ooh. I will read any. Literally, I will read anything. We'll talk about it. Thanks, uh, Adam Minnie, for being here. We'll see you next week, Dale. You know, you do you. We'll see everybody next week. Night. The, uh, the 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 Goog Doc up of can this. I, can I ask why you guys say your goodbyes? Like everyone knows that this thing happens. I don't think everybody. Like it's does. not. It's totally oh, not a secret, guys. This you is know a that, surprise. Right? This is a surprise each and every week. It's small segment <laughs> of our listeners stay to the end. Obviously. And you know that's there. You have it. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> one of those things you know anything like else to do. and we're producing do we have the uh, do we have producing on your <laughs> <laughs> do we have the list of suggested book titles do we want to reveal what our tentative future looks like or do we want to settle on the name I guess uh, 11 issues isn't enough for a book right for an episode because I started the Silver Surfer Dale. Oh, oh really? my gosh. Yeah, I'm on I issue two. 11 issues yeah, is Yeah, is 11 issues enough? Yeah. yeah. I'm down for that. Okay. Because I've been meaning to wait for the right moment to read that. I haven't read it yet. Here it is, baby. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you have it. Silver Surfer. Okay. Slam wow. Glot. What did you just say? Yeah. Can't say his name. He's listening. Can't say his name live oh. on the air. I remember that. Yeah, yeah I know. Okay. Because I remember I made a, I remember, I think I told the story before, but yeah, when 
Dave was reading comics and tweeting. He tweeted something that he didn't like about Dan Slott's Spider-Man run, I think. And then I, I, (laughs) now he's going to listen. And then I texted him. I said, like, I bet you five bucks he replies to you. And he didn't specifically at reply him. He just said his name, like, in a tweet. And then, sure enough, he (laughs) replied to to Dave. Slam dot, you're weird. <laughs> oh my word! Oh my God! Amanda doesn't speak. Amanda doesn't speak for the host of Paper Keg. She's yeah, we love on her own. <laughs> so I read. If, uh, if you listen to the Silver Server episode, don't listen to the episode before it, please. <laughs> I read uh, Sunstone, Volume One. Oh yeah, and it's is about, that adult? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, tell me. Tell me. <laughs> this was about... It's like essentially fan fiction for girls or women, or I guess men, that are into BDSM, you know, getting tied up, maybe a little choking action, mm-hmm. um, leather outfits, ball gags. I can say ball gags, I think. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> So cover, it, that co- the is, cover of that volume is very deceiving then. Oh yeah. It, it's about a um I kind of was I wasn't really reading it. I was skipping through to get the gist. Mm-hmm. But it it involves a two two girls that, you know, never really were comfortable revealing that they were into that stuff and they find each other online and then one is a dominant one and one is the submissive and they meet at her house and then it's I don't know I definitely got like I haven't read Fifty Shades of Grey but I definitely got that vibe so whatever take that for whatever it's worth (laughs) (laughs) it's something that I have no idea what it is so there it is (laughs) and uh, so a lot of it is is like they don't really get into the hardcore nitty gritty but there is some definite nudity and you know nipple clamps and getting tied up in bed and being upside down in bed and um and then the other parts are like them you know being kind of happy and shocked that they met someone like this what does it mean for their future that you know i'm in this relationship and then there's a dude that lives with the one girl who's also a dominant um portion of a of that kind of deal and then so i think there's gonna be a three-way at some point oh my god that's my assumption <laughs> Needed a that's towel the, uh, down. That's the uh, new artist for Rat Queens who does that book. I was wondering where I recognized that name. Mm-hmm. I think he wrote and drew it because I only saw his one name on it, right? Yeah, yeah I think he wow. writes and draws it. Yeah, hmm. you have it. I also read some BDSM. I really? read, obviously. Oh, really? Well, let's let's just go to the bedroom right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the story of O. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've read that before. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't a lot of words to read, so it was pretty right. easy to page through. Uh, but on top of everything you listed, um, you know, the ball gags and choking, there was, you know, whips and chains. Um, mm-hmm. Branding. One of the women was branded, like with a... <laughs> don't raise your eyebrows at me. Uh, cattle prod. Uh, there was piercings. Oh. Um Butt stuff. <laughs> the hell's noise that he just made. Uh. Uh, branding. 
that was the noise that Amanda made the other night when I told her that the back <laughs> I told her that the back of my knees were sweating and she made this revulsive no, noise. I said, like, I said it smells like a wet moldy towel in here and your line was maybe it's my sweaty backside of my knees. So yeah, that was oh, pretty man. gross. I've never heard you just so repulsed before. Just, right. <laughs> It was like a cartoon noise, and you made the face too. <laughs> it was bad. So get back, like to the butt stuff, back, back to the butt stuff. Um, that was pretty much it. Oh, oh, anim- animal stuff, which was is that the one with the tiger? Did she have a tiger? No, there was like a German Shepherd. Oh yeah, that's why yeah. I didn't like that book. What? Yeah, that's why I didn't like that book. Yeah. yeah, it was. I was like, seriously, we could have done without that. Yeah. Grief. Yeah. <laughs> I went ahead and um, I read. I wasn't uh, even going to bring that up Nancy. because <laughs> the other book that I read <clears throat> is called Satan Gone Wild. Whoa. Oh yeah. Whoa. Satan's grabbing a big load of butt right there. Big old load of angel. <laughs> angel A. Oh man. Uh, it was. So there's like five different stories in this book. Short stories. And they're all written by Robert Stephen Rhine. I'm convinced that Robert Stephen Vine, without looking him up, is a 14-year-old boy that knows nothing about sex. Um, what do you think? Yeah. My gosh. So, yeah, there's a couple stories. Uh, <clears throat> one Everything of the he knows about sex is probably found in the woods. <laughs> probably. <laughs> just... uh, let's see. One of the stories is called Eat Me. <laughs> but it's not what you would think. It's not what you would think. So it's these um, guys that are coming up with um, this like reality TV show. Like they want to get the most ratings, so they're coming up with like the most absurd game shows. And so they finally land on Eat Me, where the contestants are up on like live TV, and they dare each other to eat parts of their own body. So the one guy's like, I dare you to eat your foot. And the other one's like, I double dare you to eat both of your feet. So then they have these like professional chefs come and cook their feet for them and they serve them. So whoever eats the most of themselves um, wins like $10 million or whatever. But it comes down to them just both being like heads on stumps. <laughs> like they have no arms, <laughs> no ears, no noses, no legs, no hands. Um, very strange, very, very strange. Uh, another book in there was called Skinned Deep. And there's this crazy batty old woman who's kind of zombie-esque looking. And, uh, (laughs) she's like, this guy's walking by her and she's just like taking a leak on like on a tree and (laughs) she's just kind of like, as any woman would do. Right. (laughs) And, um, like, all these people are passing here, and they're like, ew, you dirty old hag. Like, just, you know, making fun of her. And she's like, you know, back in my day, I was more beautiful than you could ever be. So uh, she she just goes into the story about how she has an itch that she needs scratched. And um, in order to, to, to get some, <laughs> I don't know what I'm allowed to say, um, she captures, first she captures this woman and she like skins the woman and wears her skin and like seduces this man. And as she is 
uh, in bed with him, like her, the skin starts to come off, and he's like, oh, oh my dear God, what is wrong with your face? has picked up my tablet and it's now paging through. <laughs> just, just to see what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, the, each, each story I think has a different artist, but the entire book is in black and white. And uh, mm. the styles are all pretty similar though. Like everything's kind of like zombie-esque. The, the art's pretty disturbing to say the least. Mm. How did you find this book? I mean, I uh, went on to Comixology and uh, I was searching in the mature section, but there were a yeah. lot of books like that are good that I was actually reading. Yeah, and yeah. then I I saw that they had a risque section, and I was oh, like, they do they do? And I was like, I think I'll have some better luck in here. Yeah, actually, for my pick, I actually asked the guy that created that section for some suggestions. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so you, you got the insider's inside job though. I did. Yeah. I have like I w- I downloaded like six, and that one was the one that I read on the train today. Yeah, I had a hard time because I was like telling you names of books, and you're like, "Oh, I read that. Oh, I read that. Oh, yeah, I read that." And I was like, "Whatever." So I needed to I needed to find something. Yeah, he's he he might be the number one Satan's Gone Wild fan. I. <laughs> so well, he did not read that one. So oh. maybe I am. I don't even know. I think you mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Kind of scared. Oh. Did you try? Have you tried to read Crossed yet? I mean, no, I haven't. There. But yeah, no, that's definitely on my list. I I do want to read that. I think you should do it tonight. I mean, no, but I'm. I remember, like, before I was reading, I was looking over your shoulder when you were reading that book for the show, and I was like, "What is?" Yeah, that was that? one of those moments where every time you looked to see what I was reading, it was just every awful. Time. It was the worst every part time. of the book. Some naked yeah. woman was having sex, yeah. or. Yeah someone was inserting themselves into a limb. We did that with TV too. I remember when I would come home from work, you'd be like watching your show Rescue Me and it was like always a sex scene. Always. <laughs> There's a lot of sex in that show. There was a lot of sex. Sorry, there was mm-hmm. no Carmen Electra. <laughs> <laughs> 